Good morning and welcome to the business of. Today's topic is the business of photography. I'm excited to introduce my special guest today, Jamie Williams, the owner of That Girl Productions. Before we begin, I'd like to thank a few of our Executive Circle Catalyst members who support Tucson Metro Chamber's mission to champion environment where your business thrives and our community prospers. They include Realty Executives, Royal Tucson, and Scripps. Let's go ahead and get started. Hello, Jamie Williams. How are you? Hey, Heather. I'm great. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I, I've been excited to have you on my show. I'm, I'm already very familiar with your work. <laughs> <laughs> and your website, just, I dive into it. And there's something about your photos that it, they're very soulful. There's something about them where they really pull you in. So you definitely know what you're doing. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much. That's such a high compliment. And I, I really try to capture authentic moments where it doesn't look posed. I'm really cognizant of that. So tell me, how long have you been in business and you know, how did you get started? Well, I've been in business for over 30 years now. I can't believe that. Wow. And uh, I knew I wanted to be a photographer since I was eight years old. And I know it sounds cliche, but the first time I saw a, a National Geographic magazine, I thought I want to travel and have adventures and meet people from other parts of the world. And I just was fascinated with it. And um, so I always knew, which is such a blessing, kind of always have that in my head that I wanted to do that when I grew up. And I changed high schools to take a photography class. And, and then I went to, it was not a traditional college. It was a photography school in Dallas. And that's all I was interested in. And I didn't want to do a four-year college and have a lot of school debt. So that's the route I took. You know, I think everybody should get as much education as possible. I certainly uh, do think that's great. But for me, that was that was the route I took that worked out well. And then, of course, I went on to be, I worked in photo labs and I worked as an assistant photographer uh, for over 100 photographers in Dallas as a oh freelancer. And so that was great because I thought I wanted to be a fashion photographer, but I worked on a lot of fashion jobs and realized that wasn't quite my cup of tea, but I learned so much about lighting and dealing with models and dealing with hair and makeup stylists and wardrobe and all kinds of things that also comes into play when you're doing lifestyle shoots for resorts or, you know, you, it, it can help, you know, deal with models for a lot of other different kinds of projects. So it was great uh, experience was also, you know, worked on corporate jobs, industrial, medical, sports, like you name it, I, I did it all. And it all was great experience. And then I had the wonderful opportunity to work for um, a big shot photographer named Greg Booth. And I was his full time assistant for uh, almost two years and got to travel all over the world with him. Oh, neat. How did you two connect? Uh, he owned a big studio in Dallas that was a catalog house, and they employed about a dozen photographers and assistants and stylists that did Crate and Barrel, Harry and David, Neiman Marcus, all these big catalogs. Right. And, then, and then he did advertising jobs and annual reports. So I was his personal assistant, and uh, he had never hired a woman before. Mm -hmm. And uh, several people said, oh, well, you're not going to get that job. He's never hired a woman before. And I said, well, I guess I'll be the first woman he does hire because I am going to get that job. <laughs> Good for I, was, you. I was determined. And 
So I decided to wine and dine him and take him out for a fancy lunch to show him my portfolio and ask for the job. Uh-huh. And um, it, it was a really fun experience. And he ordered everything on the menu. <gasps> And then a big fat check came and it, it was probably about uh, about a week's worth of my salary. And I wasn't quite sure how I was going to pay for it, but I knew it'd be worth it. And then he just sat there and, and laughed and grabbed the check and said, here, I'll get that. And yeah, I was like, oh no, this is on me. I'm asking for the job. So it was really funny. But, and then he said something to the effect of, you know, well, I'm going to have to ask my wife how she feels about me hiring a woman assistant because- right we'll be traveling together. And I said, well, gee, if I would have known that I would have been taking your wife out to lunch. <laughs> there you go. Right. And I was like, Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> but That's he had a good true. sense of humor. And um, his wife said, well, who's the best person for the job? And he said, well, by far, Jamie has the most enthusiasm. Right. And she said, well, hire Jamie then. So luckily she was cool. And oh, that's awesome. So he called me and we we worked on a handshake and he said, be ready to go. Uh, we have a big annual report starting up soon and I'll let you know. And a week later, he called me on a Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. and said, pack your bags, kid. We're going to Africa on Monday. Oh, my goodness. And so, what did your mother think of that? She thought it was awesome. She Good. knew. Yeah, she's always been super supportive of everything and. She knew that I was, you know, I mean, at that time I had already worked for over a hundred photographers and had been to 49 of the 50 States and to Mexico by the time I was 23, uh, you know, I'd already had a lot of experience traveling, but I hadn't been overseas. So that was, that was very exciting. And our first job was uh, uh, London, Malta, Scotland, and Zimbabwe. Wow, so, look at you. That was our first job. That's fantastic. It was so, pretty cool. I would imagine that with all of his experience and your experience too, that you learned an awful lot from him. I'm curious though, what do you think he learned from you? Oh, well, that's a great, that, no one's ever asked me that question. Oh. I did learn a lot from him. And, and some of the previous photographers uh, who had assisted him told me, You'll learn a lot about photography, but you'll also learn a lot about other things. So keep your eyes and ears wide open and watch him because you'll be in situations that could be tricky uh, travel situations or trying to talk people into doing things to help you get a shot or whatever. So there were times I thought, wow, how are we going to make this work? And Mm -hmm. it was always amazing that he seemed to pull all kinds of tricks out of his hat when I would just stand there watching. So I'm, I'm going to have to think about what did he learn from me? Um, he learned that hiring a woman was a really good idea. <laughs> there you go. That's a good answer. <laughs> yeah, some people just don't know what they don't know. And so... Well, he, when... at, he did ask me, you know, are you going to be able to carry all the heavy equipment? Because mm-hmm. I'm, that's your job. And, and you know, I'm, I don't want to carry... I'm the photographer and I'm older and I don't want to carry this stuff. And it's heavy. And back in those days, they didn't have anything on wheels or on backpacks. Right. So it was really different, you know, than right. now things are much easier to handle. So I For just... Sure. But you're scrappy. Oh, yeah. And strong. <laughs> so I said, no problem. And he had a double lifetime air pass on American Airlines. So we were always getting on first class and I was usually the only woman in first class and he would sit down and start reading the newspaper and I would be struggling with a 50 pound camera bag trying to (laughs) shove it in the overhead. And there would be all these doctors and lawyers in first class looking at him like, what a jerk. He's not even helping her. 
And then somebody would always pop up and say, can I help you with that? And I would say, okay. And then Greg would just roll his eyes and we would just laugh about it. <laughs> so say for someone else who has the interest like you did in high school, maybe they're a high schooler or someone in college now, what tips or suggestions might you give to develop a career in photography? Well, I think the, the main thing is to just follow your heart, follow your passion. And if you really want to do it, there's a way to do it. You've got to find a way to do it. You know, it seemed overwhelming at first for me because it's like, oh, the equipment's so expensive and how am I going to get clients? And you just have to figure it out one step at a time. You can borrow or rent or, right. you know, find a way to get that equipment. You can always rent it. And, mm -hmm. and you don't have to have the latest, greatest, brand new, most expensive equipment. It's not about the equipment as much as it is about your eye and your creativity. In the days when I started, I had a darkroom in my kitchen and oh, yeah. I would scrape up money for film. But then, you know, I couldn't afford to get the film developed. So the big pile of film was piling up in my refrigerator. And <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you just you just keep figuring it out one step at a time. You keep you have to keep trying and keep expanding your horizon and keep making phone calls and keep going out and meeting people and keep researching things and keep practicing. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Nowadays, everything's digital. Right. So it's easier to shoot and you have iPhones and, and a lot of different ways to make photos and videos. So it's just a matter of just keep shooting a lot. Shoot, shoot, shoot and practice and try different things and and then start saving up and buy equipment as you can. Just keep trying. So thinking about the old days, how we, I don't know how we used to get clients. We literally had to pull out the yellow pages, the phone book, and look up advertising agencies and make phone calls and try to get appointments. And we had no idea, you know, it was word of mouth of what kind of clients they had. And, and now you can research everything. So things are much easier to, to research and, and get information about now. But things are more saturated, too, because people are doing email blast and different sure. things. So you have to find a way to be original, unique and stand out from the crowd. And, you know, the little personal touches, you know, I always send thank you notes to all handwritten thank you notes to all my clients. Thanks for mm -hmm. the great job. And or send little gifts or remember to ask, you know, if they mention their son, Bobby had a soccer game. Well, remember those little details because it makes people feel special. Right. And say, well, how's little Bobby doing or whatever? You know, mm -hmm. they think, wow, you really care. It's not just about getting in and out and getting the job done, but developing those personal relationships that, you know, be authentic about it, make people feel special. And, and I always tell my clients, you know, I'm here to make your life easy. So I can handle everything from A to Z, whatever you'd like for me and my crew to take care of, we can do, we can help you. Some clients come to me and they're not, uh, they haven't done a big production that, you know, it's their first time to do a really big project and they're not quite sure about all the details of how to pull it together. So I'm always reassuring the clients, we've got your back, we can, we can do it. Um, you know, they, they don't want stress. They want to know they can depend on you and you need to get things done quickly and in a timely manner. And I like to over deliver. So mm -hmm. I like to give them a lot of options and shoot a lot of angles and over deliver. And then I'll make little video montages of behind the scenes, you know, shots or make sure to get the client. If there's something fun we're doing, you know, I was just at a big ranch in Montana a few weeks ago and, you know, I wanted to make sure everybody got photographed on the horse or mm -hmm. the, the clients, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, it's a beautiful setting. You want to do a headshot over here or do you mm -hmm. need a new shot for your Instagram or, 
you know, try to do some extra things for the clients because right. it goes a long way and it makes exactly. them, yeah, them make feel them. special and don't leave a single box unchecked, even add boxes that they didn't think they needed and check those off too. Right. <laughs> exactly. Cause, cause you know, that just makes them appreciate you that you go the extra mile for them and it makes them look good in front of their boss too. If they're saying, Hey, look at the photographer or the video crew I hired, uh, look what they did and everything turned out so great. And, you know, be ready for plan B, plan C. Things don't always go exactly according to the schedule or the plan. Things right. change. You have to be flexible. And, you know, I really uh, like working with good crews. And I always make sure to feed everybody really well and pay everybody really fast. Even exactly. if I'm even if I'm paying them out of my pocket and waiting to get paid. You know, I like to take care of the crew so that they know I'm a good person to work with. And, you know, have everything really organized up front and everybody knows what to expect. Right. And, you know, then, then everything will go more smoothly. Right. And um, so those, you know, those are important things because on the, on the shoot day, you want everything to go as smoothly as possible. And if there, if there's any problem, you can quickly fix it or have a backup exactly. uh, camera or lens or whatever you need, or <laughs> always backing up all your files too. You, you know, we have at least three copies of the whole shoot on three separate hard drives. And usually one, one copy is, is in a second location. So if anything ever goes wrong, we've got a backup. Great. If anyone is just now tuning in, this is Heather Wolpern with Tucson Metro Chambers, the business of, and my guest today is Jamie Williams, the owner of That Girl Productions. So Jamie, on your website, thatgirlproductions.com, you have a list of all your clients and boys, an impressive list with American Airlines and AT&T, FedEx, University of Arizona. Tell us who have, have been some of your favorite projects and why? Well, I'm very fortunate and grateful. I've worked with a lot of amazing clients over the years. Uh, recently, I've been working with a client called Boulder Crest, and they are a nonprofit foundation that is a wellness and suicide prevention program for veterans and first responders. Oh, so that has been very meaningful. I've done several projects for them this year, and it's been incredible. So, you know, I love doing meaningful projects that really help people. But, you know, it's also, I'm also a preferred vendor for Hilton Worldwide and, and Marriott International. So it's really exciting to get to do lifestyle projects with these big resorts and um, uh, working with models and big crews. And many times now we're doing video too. So I expanded my photography to include video uh, this last number of years. And I, I do provide video uh, on most of my shoots anymore. I'm, I'm mostly doing video um, well, you even did something for a Tucson Metro Chamber not too long ago and did a fantastic job. Oh, thank you. Yes, that was really fun. And my uh, video guys here in Tucson are uh, Evan Davis and Scott Latier, and they're super fun to work with. And we, we all hire each other, and that's really cool. So when I need a video crew, I hire those guys. And when they need a photographer, they hire me. And it's a great friendship and, and mm -hmm. partnership with all of us. So we work really well together. And, and I have different video guys in Phoenix and LA that I work with. And going from a photographer to directing and producing videos is a really natural crossover because we're already directing and producing shoots. Right. So it, it is different, but, um, but I really enjoy it a lot. So um, I've started doing documentary films as well. Tell me about Mustang Moments. 
So this is my new passion project. I've been working on this last year, and it is about the wild horse inmate program at the Arizona State Prison. And it's a really incredible program that's really helping a lot of people and horses. So one of my good friends, Lanny Leach, and his wife, Kathy Leach, uh, are involved with that. And Lanny is a special trainer, a horse trainer that does special training uh, programs for them. And I've been hanging out with those uh, Lanny and Kathy for years and photographing them. And he's just got that iconic cowboy face uh-huh. and, and he's, he's one of the top horse trainers in the world. So I'm just mesmerized watching him uh, with the horses. So I asked if I could tag along when they were telling me about this, this project. And then I was talking to one of my video partners, uh, Carrie Trulick of true story films up in Phoenix. And he said, he'd like to come down and shoot with me. So we, started a documentary film called Mustang Moments and we made a two minute trailer and a five minute short. And now we're working on grants for a feature length, but our, our five minute short has been in six film festivals and won an award already. Fantastic. Thank you. And and it was on the big screen at the screening room for the Tucson uh, film and music festival a couple weeks ago. That's great. So it was really exciting to see it on the big screen. It actually made me cry. (laughs) Oh, I bet. Oh my goodness. How rewarding. So the, the program is amazing. And we, we had interviewed three inmates for the short film and all three of those gentlemen are, have been since released and they're all working with horses and doing really well. And these are low level offenders that deserve a second chance. These are not the really bad guys. They don't let those guys in the program and they have to be highly vetted uh, to even be accepted into the program. Okay. The great the great thing about this is the recidivism rate in America is 50 to 80 percent within five years. That's okay. a, that's a really high number. But right. the for the men who've been through the horse training program, it's less than five percent. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Huge, yeah. huge, huge. Mm-hmm. So these guys have something to look forward to that they mm-hmm. can be passionate about. And they're also helping save wild horses lives and, and training them so they can be adopted to loving homes and ranches. So it's win-win for everybody. And, right. and then they get, so we were, we, we have been continuing to film even though um, uh, we're, we're still working on the feature length and grants and whatnot. So we were able to film one of the guys being released and getting out after 10 years and, and greeting his family and girlfriend and spending the day with him, his first day out of prison. It was, it was very emotional. I would and, imagine, my goodness. Yeah, it was really an, an incredible experience for all of us. And, um, you know, a lot of interview and he was very candid. Uh, he's been, you know, very open to share his story. And, but the horses are just making a huge difference for these guys. And you can't force a 1200 pound animal to do something you have to have patience and you know you have to learn how to work with you know an animal that that you have to train and so it 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 helps them learn about themselves and 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 let go of their anger and you know just get real you know i've also interviewed trot therapeutic riding of tucson and she Mm -hmm. was talking about the horses and how they help people with anxiety or Uh, physical challenges or all sorts of things. And it's just so amazing to hear these stories about how horses are helping people in so many different ways. So I love learning more about that. Horses are also helping the veterans with my client Bouldercrest. They have horses at all their locations and that's part of the program. 
with helping the veterans um, and first responders. Horses are amazing. So any any time I get to uh, be around horses, it's it's always a great day for me because I I love animals and especially horses and and I have a pet therapy dog. So it's great to see animals helping people and to capture that on on film or or video is is really exciting. Right. And uh, having you mention first responders at uh, made me remember how you pivoted during the pandemic when you did your porch portraits. I <laughs> thought that was such a fantastic idea. Tell us a little bit more about your porch. Oh, well, thank you. Um, you know, I had five big resort jobs that I was about to launch uh, right before the coronavirus hit and um, everything got canceled and it just felt like the rug had been pulled out from underneath me. And right. I was just sitting in my home office going, okay, now what, what do I do? And I was just going nuts. I was stir crazy. And I just I just wanted to do something. And mm-hmm. I thought, well, if I just start doing some porch portraits, I could stand far away and wear a mask and help people look forward to something. Everybody was so locked down and, and they could get together and get outside and pick out an outfit or pick out a costume or do something funny or wacky or get with their animals or Uh people got really creative. And, and one family that I photographed, they said they had never had a family portrait with the whole family. Oh my goodness. So they had three teenagers and, and they were about to, you know, go off to college. And, and so the whole family had never all gotten a portrait for 20 years. So it was really meaningful to a lot of people and it, it gave me something to do. And it felt like, it was just making a little bit of a difference for people to have something to look forward to or something to enjoy. So I it, thought it was such a good idea. Really brilliant. And, oh, and, thank you. Yeah. And there's something about your photography, like you've mentioned before, just the, the natural, the candidness of it. I mean, I grew up going to the Olin Mills studios. And <laughs> not, no disrespect to Olin Mills. I'm really actually glad that we have all of those photos uh, with me and my three sisters and our matching shirts and our Molly Hobby dresses. I'm not knocking it, but there's something about your photography that just is a little bit more soulful. So I I think what you do is fantastic. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate your kind words. I'm very grateful I get to do something I enjoy uh, to make a living. And Mm -hmm. I highly recommend that people follow their passion and follow their heart and take a chance. I mean, if you have to keep your day job while you're working on your side hustle, that's okay, but go for it. You know, life is short and you should just go for it. Just go for it. And if it doesn't work out, try something else. But I don't want to get to the, you know, golden years of my life and look back with any regrets that I didn't try or go for something. So I still have a lot of plans of, you know, I'm I'm really loving making documentary films. My other film is American Cowgirl, and it's it's a five minute short film that features a 101 year old cowgirl who was still riding her horse every day. You know, the American Cowboy has been very celebrated, but the cowgirl hasn't had her due recognition. Uh, It's it's getting better, but. I'm also, you know, working on trying to do a feature link for that as well. I just love telling stories and meeting people and, and everybody's got a story. So there's You're a right. lot of, lot of interesting stories out there that need to be told. And I think people love to watch documentaries and it can inspire people. And I like to find ways to inspire people and try to help make the world a better place, especially, especially in these days and times, you know, we need more good news, more positivity, more inspiration. I agree. Hey, Jamie, before we go, I have to ask you about this. I'm definitely one of those people who is 
definitely more comfortable behind the camera than in front of the camera. Me too. <laughs> what, what tips do you have, though, for our listeners who, if you could just give them a few things to keep in mind when they are getting their picture taken, what might make a better photo in the end? Well, for someone who needs to be photographed, I, the, what I try to do is I, I will call people in advance or if that's not possible, I just try to talk to people before I'm sticking a camera in their face. I just try <laughs> to be really friendly and talk mm -hmm. to them. You know, sometimes I've even let people, especially kids, I'll say, well, why don't you take a picture of me and I'll let them look through my camera or do anything to try to uh, make it less intimidating or make it just super friendly. And, and I, I'm, I try to be really approachable and just make it really fun. And almost everyone is nervous in front of a camera. So I try to laugh and keep it really light and right. I won't show them if, if it's not looking good, I won't show them. Or I, I generally don't want to show people their photo right away because they get too self-conscious, but Exactly. I also, you know, there's little tips of, of, of how to pose in front of the camera. If you're doing a, a portrait, you know, you don't want to stand straight onto the camera. You can look really big, right? You, know, you don't want to shoot a low angle. That's unflattering. You, you know, you try to find people's best features and turn them, you know, just a little bit away from the camera, a little three quarter turn, uh, you know, and, and a higher angle and, and just try to find what is most flattering about someone and bring up their, you know, their best features, but try to get people to laugh and relax. And one little trick that I have too, whenever I start shooting, I don't say, okay, everybody, here we go. Even normally people are talking, they're waiting on me while I'm talking to the client or something. And instead of saying, here we go, everybody, I just start shooting. And they'll mm -hmm. say, oh, we weren't ready. Okay, now we're ready. Now we'll start posing. And, and then like, they get stiff. Right. And then they look really natural. And I can many times get a good few frames of them looking really natural while they're not expecting me to start shooting yet. Exactly. And then I do the same thing at the end. When we're mm. done, I'll say, okay, everybody, that's a wrap. Or we've, I think we've got it. Thanks, everybody. And then I keep my camera ready and I watch and I, I just observe. And if, if many times they'll relax or they'll do something spontaneous and I'll keep shooting and many uh -huh. times I'll get something at the end too that looks really natural because they've stopped posing or they think we're done and they really relax so those are some good good tricks too for getting some really natural looking mm -hmm. uh, shots very good idea is there anything else you'd like to say before we wrap up today's show just thank you so much I'm just so appreciative to be your guest and I'm so grateful I been able to, you know, have a long career and ups and downs and coronavirus and recessions and, and you know, and, <laughs> and you're actually, still here going strong. I'm still here. I'll tell you one quick story though. Um, sure. During the recession of 2009, there, the mm -hmm. phone quit ringing. It was pretty scary for a lot sure. of people. And mm -hmm. I remember sitting at my desk thinking, okay, I've got to get really creative. Mm -hmm. What am I going to do here? And um, I had already shot for te the Texas, um, uh, Texas tourism and Arizona tourism. And I uh -huh. thought, you know, I love these tourism boards. I'm going to call the other 48 states and see if I can, you know, get another tourism account. And I just Googled all of them, looked up all their websites, started calling. And I was calling, you know, Alaska, everybody. And people were saying, 
oh, are you crazy? You want us to fly you out to wherever, or we don't have the budget, or we only hire local. Or So I got a lot of rejection. Sure. And then I got down to California tourism. And this little thought popped into my head of why would they hire me? They've got a million great photographers in California. And I thought, well, wait a minute, you know, I'm, I'm going to talk myself out of this before I even try. So right. I have nothing to lose, just make the phone call. So I literally just picked up the phone and called the California uh, Tourism Board and asked for the marketing director and she wasn't in. I left a very brief message and said I would follow up with an email. I sent an email with one or two sentences saying I would like to visit with them about their photography needs and sent one picture and a link to my website. And she emailed me back within the hour and said, wow, we love your work. We desperately need to update our photo library. Are you available for a call tomorrow? Oh my and goodness. I almost fell out of my chair. So <laughs> she called the next day and then she ended up giving me one of the biggest jobs of my career, which is a 30-day shoot all over California, starting at Napa Valley, working our way down to Joshua Tree. Oh, my With, goodness. It was absolutely incredible. We had a blast, and it was a great paycheck and, and tons of great shots for my portfolio and a, a really great experience. And that was during the recession. When wow. nobody, when, and, and people were like, how did you land that? I said, I picked up the phone and called them. Good for you. So well, it's just like Dr. Seuss. I think he went to something like 147 publishers before someone finally picked him up. And that's Dr. Seuss. We never would have known of Dr. Seuss if he had, if he had given up. So, so good for you just, you. yeah, you just have to keep trying. Don't listen to everybody. You know, I, I was saying, well, everybody else may be in a recession right now, but but I'm not. That doesn't work for me. So I need I need clients. I need work. I want to get out and have some fun. So you just have to go for it. Just don't don't be shy. Don't be scared. Just step through and go for it. I love it. Let's end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> we hope you enjoyed this episode of The Business Of. We hope the information shared today helps inspire you to check out thatgirlproductions.com. Thanks again to today's guest, Jamie Williams. In case you didn't catch this episode from the beginning, it can also be found on Spotify by searching Tucson Metro Chamber. Please follow Tucson Metro Chamber on all of our social media channels and check out tucsonchamber.org for upcoming events and membership information. If you'd like to be my guest or a sponsor for an episode, please find me, Heather, on the staff page at tucsonchamber.org. I'd also like to thank more of our Executive Circle Catalyst members, such as Sonora Behavioral Health, Sonora Quest Laboratories, and South 32. And remember... Whenever you snap those share-worthy photos of delicious food when you eat out at Tucson's local restaurants, tag them with Keep Tucson Cooking. Thanks so much for listening. 